Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We have a mini-sewed edition and a very special one at that. And what are we talking about, Andressa? Well, uh, we have a, a special guest, and this never, ever, ever happened before. Here, here he is, Matt Plot. <laughs> here he is on the Invest Her Show. Yeah, there we go. This never happened before, and today we're going to talk about couples who invest together. There's a lot of ladies. In our community, they are investing with the hubbies. And we want to talk about the journey, Liz and Matt's journey, and how can you learn from from their their mistakes? Should I say that? Or or yeah. evolution? Evolution. And really like they're being very kind and open to share what happened to them, what is happening now to them and where where they're going. So this is gonna be a very, very exciting episode. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Liz and Matt, welcome to the Real Estate Investor Show. We're so glad heard, to have you both here. I've heard amazing things about this podcast, especially uh, one of the one of the one of the hosts, especially. Yeah. Do you like her? I listen to this podcast in the hallway many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we send you messages, Matt. <laughs> through that time, I do. I, I, I do. <laughs> Good, bad, yeah, and I've met women and investor that have heard a lot of our stories, and and I think it's great that um, that we're here to have this conversation because investing with your spouse is a big part. Uh, I get asked that in my communities. I'm sure you guys do regularly, so I'm grateful that we're able to have this conversation with you today. So let's get started. So yeah. you both have been married and investor closer to two decades, right? And I'm sure when people look at you both, I think that many of them think, wow, they got married, they got started in real estate, and it has been this wonderful linear evolution. And, you know, they seem super cool. And we are cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, you guys are cool. I don't, I think because you guys are cool and because you guys have such respect to, to one another. People don't believe that you guys did work and that was this like straight line. You guys found your role, your place in business so out of the bat since the beginning. 
did not pivot, did not change anything because it's been perfect since the beginning. And I would have just opened up the door over here for you guys to share. So, so let's, let's start with, with you, uh, share, share with me, like how you guys evolved when you got started, who was doing what, when that happened? Yeah, no, and there's been multiple pivots. I actually counted four major pivots. So, so let's start at the beginning. You know, when Matt and I met, we began investing together, right? 2004, we were dating. We weren't even married yet, and we bought our first property. Um, and at that point, we had to have a lot of conversations of what we were going to do when we got married. Um, I was just about starting a job in consulting. I really liked the work I was doing. And Matt was an engineer and really hated what he was doing. So, you know, we we both looked at, okay, if one of us was to take this on full time, we weren't making enough money to replace any income. It wasn't like what people do, you know, what we, what we tell people to do now. Uh, we just said, if one of us quits, you know, could what could we do so one of us can focus on growing the business full time? I was solved strategically and involved. I was just more on a part-time level. And then one person obviously taking care of, you know, the financial uh, house, if you will. Um, and we made decisions accordingly. We, you know, most people just, you know, buy their first house, the dream home, right? The single family home with the picket, white picket fence and what have you. And we didn't. We we bought um, a house that I knew I could afford basis of what I was making in my salary. If literally we made nothing from real estate and it was a, bis- you know, dismal failure. So um, that was the first kind of iteration. Second iteration was, if you want to share what happened in 2008, yeah, yeah. Years later. Well, uh, aside from like the real estate crash in in 2008, Liz and I had this awesome idea that she should quit her job. Um, and we were good savers, not we. She was a good saver, uh, and she had uh, and then she handled our family finances and had piled up a reasonable amount of money, which was around what it would take for us to live for a year um, in, in in expenses. Right. So uh, we had this great idea that she should quit her job and join me. Uh, as as full time investing in 2008. Now, mind you, any, any folks know the real estate world. 2008's when you know what hit the you know what, and mm-hmm. so the world, uh, the real estate investing world got very very different in 2008. And um, so, we was working together in the most tumultuous real estate economy that that we've ever seen, right? Um, and so, it in some ways it was good. I'll say it, it wasn't like all terrible, uh, but it, it did a lot of ways. It wasn't good. Um, the good part was that, you know, I, I was able to, you know, we were able to leverage each other's strengths and, you know, have conversations and relationships. We participated in some great programs, yeah. leadership Trenton together and stuff like that. Um, but above all else, I addressed so the problem that Liz and I had, and I think the reason why we didn't work is because we didn't have clear job descriptions that really spoke to what each of us should be doing in the business. Um, and that ended up causing Liz and I to step on each other. And above all else, it also made us sometimes feel like one was the other one's boss and the other one was the other one's boss other times, right? And I recommend that anyone listening that's thinking about investing with their spouse, you should knit one spouse should never be the boss of the other spouse. You can never make your spouse feel less than in the business, right? Uh, they, it needs to be equals all the time. They need to be equal voice, equal say, equal roles. Um, yeah, and, and there's never a report to. I mean, maybe uh, collaborate with, yeah. but that's it. And it eventually failed. We didn't we didn't work out. Uh, and Liz, can you can tell yeah. that conversation, which is a tough conversation. We got to about 2009 
and the wheels started to come off. And I financially, yeah, fun, yeah, we went, the, the the big stack of cash we had had dwindled down. I uh, realized we needed more money, and emotionally, just we were just drained. And and we and it was getting to the point where I I knew that this arrangement was going to affect our marriage to the point where it was I was affecting her. Yeah, okay. of course. And our marriage wasn't going to be there anymore. And I told Liz that if we continue down this road, we will get a divorce. We just will. And and that doesn't mean I didn't love her anymore. I loved her extremely, as I still do. Yeah. But I knew that that love was not going to be big enough than the, from the, than the pain that we were creating for ourselves was going to overcome the love we had for each other. And it was going to, to, to just toxicify the whole thing. Yeah. And the house of cards would fall apart. And so, so it went back to work, Liz. Yes. She did. Went back to the other one. And I want to just pause one one moment here to say that it's so uh uh I, I wanna highlight what you guys did in terms of okay, this is not working. Let's find a way that this will work instead of well. Somebody need to do this job here, and I'm going to be co- keep pushing through it yeah. and start res- building resentment yeah. to to one another. And and I see this very very often. And people say I am not going to quote unquote go back to my W two because now quote unquote I know better that I shouldn't be working. So I I really commend you, Liz, for sharing this because there are different paths, and I don't think that that people talked a lot about it yeah let's go there you went back to your previous job yeah absolutely yeah and 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 the the irony of it is that i i love what i did and then i i left on a wonderful note and had a a big going away party for me (laughs) so meanwhile you know i gotta i gotta i gotta gotta scrapbook i got a big going away uh, (laughs) like you know presents and then a couple years later i you have like a welcome back party i had a welcome back party but I went. They didn't make her give the presents back, right? Yeah. But I went back to my own boss, and I and I and that's where you know you have to continue to keep relationships strong. Big proponent of that. I stayed in touch with my old boss. Always had a good relationship with her, and said, "Hey, um, what I just did didn't work out the way I thought. And um, do you have oppor- You know, do you have some room for opportunity where I can jump back in?" And she did, and I was very grateful for that. So I did from from 2010 to 2013. Um, went back to you know my old work um, and uh, stayed involved in the business, and but we really had a big pivot in the business at 2010 where we really started to raise outside funds, grow our portfolio, focus on multifamily. That's really where our I think our trajectory took off, if you will, and we mm-hmm. really started to do hone in on what we were great at. And then lastly, 2013 is when I left again, and I had my son, my first uh, our first child, and had that conversation of. What does that look like? Who's staying? Who's going to be home? Are we both working full time in the business? Because I left my consulting work at that point, and we started to develop more income from our business. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the kind of trajectory. And and at that point uh, was around the time I met you, Andresa, and just full circle, yeah, right? From there and from there, just you got a bit overwhelmed about it. That's line where I go. Shit, now I have a seal to deal with. But I, I just want to end on, you know, as you become a new mom and you're working with your spouse, because I was, that was my only thing. I started, um, I had I had Zach at the time and we were working as much as I could work, right? And balancing a newborn. And I started to lose myself, started to lose myself and what was important to me and my identity. Um, and it was really hard, actually, and especially you're dealing with all the different hormones and what it is to be a new mom. 
And you and I met and started really talking about what we were passionate about, and that really gave me another focus. So, um, and and at this point, trajectory, right? Fast forward, my role now um, is is more on a strategic level. You know, we are. I'm involved in the business, but more just high level from a, like a day-to-day operational perspective. I know our projects, I know what's going on. I'm part of conversations. I'm not the one making the day-to-day decisions. Um, and I also, um, you know, appreciate the role I have. We have monthly meetings, like I'm involved, but not day-to-day. And that works for for us right now. And in my, you know, my work now is more in, with investor and supporting all the women we're supporting. So. That's the long and short of the, the 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 path and the roles. Man, I I, I heard Liz mentioning about this uh, terminology that she talks about, like being a cheerleader, right? Instead of when when you guys have conversations about Derosa and and mm-hmm. different things, like what you need from her to be yeah. instead of sneak peeking or or you know when when Debbie Debbie's Liz brain comes up and you're like wah wah right yeah. so so when you look at what 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 did not work and what is working now if you could like highlight so so the the folks that are listening here really understand like how her stepping out actually helped you guys tremendously mm-hmm from a from emotional perspective from like not being in the business because many people yeah. feel that they have to be in it so far stepping back yeah. actually helped well it is but right okay it's so interesting perspective right and then the story that liz told is a good story but i have a different perspective on that scene <laughs> Uh, about right yeah. three it's, and it's like every and I feel like sometimes Liz and I live in the same life although it's like just what, what they said in landmark right like what I think yeah. what she thinks and then what happened right um and everything she said's true right but there's also my perspective on this that right um yeah, and, and, I, and I'll say this every time there every time there's been major change in Derosa, 100 it came from Liz right uh she put Rich that word out of my hand right uh she introduced me to our very first investor. And as she saw that we were raising more and more investors, um, she said, somebody needs to keep these financials straight and run investor relations and be that point person and help people, you know, what, you know, this is you wired the money here, Mr. and Mrs. Investor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to be that point of contact for them as things are moving forward and somebody needed to write the newsletter and all that kind of stuff. Guess what? She did that, right? Uh, during once we had, uh, when we had our son, in between the gap, uh, there, there was a time period um, that I remember very, very clearly between 2013 and around, I want to say 16 or so or 17. Yeah, that was that in those couple of years that we had our son and she was able to put in like 10, 15 hours a week towards something while she was also launching the juggernaut of the Real Estate Invest Her Show. She was also helping me with investor relations and that helped me really hunker down and focus on really taking care of the people that giving us, they gave us money, being the custodian for people that had given us money and uh, develop like a protocol around it. So that by the, when she had stepped out, when she was stepped out of it, right? As she says, she said, which was true, there was a clear role and delineation and job description. Liz helped me hire the right person to replace herself, you know? Um, and that hire uh, was a phenomenal hire and that was really a big catalyst for our company to go more and more professional and more and more 
focused on investor values and taking care of our people and transparency and all that, which was a foundation that she built before mm-hmm. she stepped out um, in that. So if I reverse engineer the company, there's been many, many times there are, there are foundations of this company, the DeRosa Group and, and my and mine and Liz's investing philosophy. There are foundations that we are built upon that she was involved in and helped architect and then stepped out of. Wonderful. So now we're talking about roles, many, many different roles that one, a couple can, can have, right? And I, I want to touch base and we, Liz and I had this conversation uh, flying to Arizona and she brilliantly said, uh, people did not have those conversations in 1950s because the roles were assumed right? Women could not own a property, a bank account, or a credit card back then. Now we're having conversations. We are the first generation to have those type of conversations with the spouse. And this is really like <laughs> the new, 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 new roads. So let's, let's dig into, into that because I believe many couples that are married and navigating building their real estate business, they know something is off, but they're trying to avoid that conversation. They don't want to, you know, mess up the, the, the marriage or the one other person to feel some way shape or form. But why, why having those like heart to heart alignment conversation are so important now? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you, and you and I are talking right there, the assumption is that you know, you know, women in, in a sense in that household in a traditional sense is going to take care of everything in the personal from a personal perspective and you know work and now create some generational wealth on the side. So it, there's a lot there, you know, and the, and the stress and the burnout is high. I think the the conversations are a must. They're not even a, they're not even nice to have. They're they're an absolute must if you are going to work. If you're going to have a successful marriage, quite honestly, just let's put investing on the side, um, you know, to have that conversation of like, you know, what does our personal life look like? Who's doing what? You know, I mean, we, we all bring in not just the generational element, but we also bring in what our what we saw our parents doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we had if we had parents, a, a single single parent or two parents, what they did um, and, and, and how that impacts us. So, you know, even for us, I would say over the years, it, you know, we there was an we did talk about who was running the household we had that conversation who was staying home with the with with our 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 our, our first kid our first kid and then the second one it was not assumed i was going to i was working full time if you remember mm-hmm. so it, the, the assumption was what what are we doing here or or you know what what's that look like right and so we talked about it and we had a very you know we had a really honest conversation mm-hmm. around the roles and i think that set us up for success and I'll say though, as your relationship evolves and the family dynamics evolve and children evolve, the the items in the personal household increases, right? So if, if you are taking on new, uh, uh, growing a business, you know, and and growing a family, and 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 you can't keep doing what you're doing when you first got married. You know, you do this, I do this. So, you know, I have to say a quick story. Um, Andres and I were talking which we always do, a uh, year ago. And, and and I was sharing a little bit about our our household and things I was doing. And I and I, I was doing a lot. And, and I'm just as like, Liz, 
you know, have you made a list with Matt recently where you're really delineating your roles? And it was her, her suggestion, her coaching. I said, no, I'm probably doing uh, 90% of everything. And I have a willing and able partner, but that was a, that was a new evolution. Our kids were getting older. I was taking more growing investor with you. It, it just was a lot. So we did. We, I came home. I made the list of like, what, 25 roles in the household, not even the business, in the household. And we went over every single one of them and said, who is owning what in this household? Mm-hmm. And um, that was all the way down to like, who's taking the trash out? I mean, seriously, it was it was down to like the granular, like who's responsible for interaction between our household and our schools that our kids go to. Uh, everything. Who's, who's cooking dinner? Who's buying the food for, to, that goes into the refrigerator? That kind of thing. I even have a, we have a rule when you're home with the kids and I'm on a webinar or I have a call or I'm doing something professionally. Who is a parent on duty? The POD. Who is a parent on duty? So if the parent is on duty with the kids, then they are in charge of putting their phone down and not being on a work call. Because if he's on a work call and I'm doing a work call, well, then who's giving attention to our children? That's not the kind of parents we want to be. So the, the the bottom line here is to really, really list out everything that happens in your household before you even talk about roles in the business. Because if you don't have your personal household in order, it's going to affect the business. It's going to affect how you play off each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to highlight what you're saying right now, because people sometimes do the reverse. They do the business, but they don't do the, the household. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the, maybe the resentment of one doing more than the other gets pulled into the business. Now they're doing, now that same spouse is doing things in the business that they really should be outsourcing, they, they, that it was just assumed they were going to do. You know, why would any role in a business be assumed a, a feminine role or a masculine role? That's just ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, it has to be discussed. That's, that's, good. that's a good point. It was like, uh, I, you know, the what spouse one is going to do it spouse two is going to do it or we're going to outsource it and there was examples of you know cutting the grass right and that was like okay we're going to outsource that uh neither one of us get joy from it the our our, our time is worth more than but somebody should part do it he is right. in charge of, of, of right. the, the the landscaper and if i see the the leaves out and i see something that doesn't work i hear all I'll, about it i'm like hey matt are you talking to so-and-so because i'm not going to go now text this guy that's mm-hmm. false Unless he needs help. And he says, hey, I need some support here. I need some help here. Great. I'll help you. But I'm not going to just step in and micromanage it because yeah. then that's not delineation. Of then I just text him and say, hey, my wife said. <laughs> Matt, so you took over dinner, right? I know. You're a great cook. Thank God, Matt. Not that you're not a good cook to list, but we know, right? Where we stand on that. <laughs> I make so really good meatballs. Sitting here and yeah, I calls people. That's about it, right? So, so Matt, how how did you feel about it? Because you also get joy out of cooking. So, what you're saying to me is that it's just not like, oh, I need to do this because I get, you know. So it's option one, who gets yeah. it based on on the skill set, the joy out of it, or outsource. Yeah. So is that the the question sure. way to find out who's gonna own it? Yeah, well, I mean, like, listen, it's like I, I I just can't wait to cook dinner every day because that's the high, that's the best point of my day. I, but I do enjoy it more than she does. I'm better at it than she is. Love you. Um, but uh, but I also know that it is my contribution that I can easily take on um, for my family. And so for a lot of reasons, it's become just something that I do that I'm in charge. For the most part, like 90% of the time. And meal prep, grocery shopping, you yeah. own all of that. Yeah. 
I, I, I put all the, I, I do all the food shopping. I do all the, all the food shopping and all the, uh, meal prep and, uh, and you know, like if I can't be home for dinner, it, sometimes I'll like, I'll make a crock pot. I'll make it for her and just, okay, listen, put this on this temperature, blah, blah, blah. you know, if I've got the time to do that, or I'll just tell her, Hey, listen, I defrosted some chicken, your broccoli, blah, 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 blah. make this. So, um, if, if I'm owning it, I don't always have to do it. Uh, think of it. It's, I do. The, it's the thinking. So let, let's break that down. Cause I yes. don't think we are used to talk about it. We use this language. And I think it's so important, ladies uh, and, and all the spouse that are listening, to have a common language, right? So what Liz and Matt are talking about is the word owning it. Yeah. So can we break down what owning is? Because a lot of women, we are the thinkers of it, right? And that's how all the owning starts. It's not just doing it, as Matt's saying, but the thinking of it. So so can we break down what owning something? Let's use the, the, the dinner as an example, right? Yeah. So when we went down that list, right, we listed out the 30 roles or 10 roles in the in the household things in the household then you start to say okay what does that role look like and what's what's included in that role so so you know meal prep or or, or groceries includes meal prep and you know so we were very defined we defined it just like you would in a, a job description in a company right and so once you have the role and you are very clear on what those duties are in that role then you say okay who's going to own that who is going to be responsible for that happening. You can be responsible for something happening and not doing all of, of the items in it. Mm -hmm. Meaning I'm responsible for making sure all the outside landscaping happens. It doesn't mean that he's the one out there doing all the work, but he's making sure it's happening. So owning it is about owning the responsibility of that really coming to completion, if you will. Can I give you a, a yeah. summary address? Uh, owning to me, means being responsible for the results, right? Yeah. So in whatever means that result gets produced, that could mean I go hire somebody. That could mean that I do it myself. That could mean that I empower Liz with all the resources she needs to make sure that this is easy for her to achieve the result. And that result is healthy food in ours and our children's stomachs. That's it. That's the result, you know, and, and it, at, at least three times a day. And for our daughter, nine times a day. Um, so- uh, there, it's it's it, it's just about and in whatever means that I achieve that result, that's I'm, I'm responsible for it. And the thinking of it, you and I talk a lot, Andressa, right, about the thinking. It doesn't mean you have to have all the ideas because sometimes you're someone who may need some support around an idea. I mean, yeah. it's not that complex, but still, maybe there's a special meal that he's making for my dad. It's not like he can't talk to me about it, like, hey, right. I'm gonna make salmon for your dad because he loves fish, you know. I'm like, well, actually, you know what we should do? Like, so we're collaborative. It, owning doesn't mean you do things by yourself either. Sure. I mean, you own it, you're responsible for it, you enroll who you need to enroll, you get the support you need to get, but you are the one that is at the helm of making sure it's checked off. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. 
Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A. Biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Not necessarily cooking it. You can order it if you have a webinar or if you're speaking it. So listen, I own it. It's going to arrive. Not necessarily you do it, but you get get the result. Yeah, if I'm in charge of dinner, then I'm probably the one that's going to implement that order and say, hey, what do you want? What do you want? The kids, what do you want? Because I, I, I own it. Right? I think you say rules of communication in this is very important. So in other words, say the one spouse, he owns dinner and he owns, you know, last night, I'll give you a perfect example. Last night, his friend came over. They're making wine. He, they go downstairs. Now it's five o'clock, right? I'm now downstairs. I don't see anything going on for dinner. And I'm like, oh, it, what's the plan for dinner? Like, so... When you are owning something, you have to actually communicate that to your spouse or your your, your family because yeah. if you're going to need support, it's frustrating, right? It was frustrating. I'm like, hey, what do we, that, that frustrates me. When I have to ask, what are we doing for dinner? It's five o'clock, right? Because now everyone's starting to get hungry. I'm just staying there in the kitchen kind of twiddling my thumbs. I don't want to overstep, but I also don't want to, you know, so- I had a plan. I know. I know. Yeah, I had a plan. But the plan was for you to make it, and then you did, it, and it was great. But, but that, I had all the yeah. ingredients. I had all the ingredients. Mike, all the preps? I and, did. But the communication has to be there because the other the other person might not know, and that that's where ongoing communication to, if, you know, to get these roles done is critical. That's all I want to say. And I'll give one more thing in that what's great about me owning a thing and then Liz owning something else, right? Um, the, the the great part about that is I know that I don't have to that that thing is not owned by her and it can become less into my brain cells I have to think about that that thing that she's owning anymore because I know that if I'm going to do what I'm I'm going to own what I'm going to own she's going to own what she's going to own and what what a lot of times I've seen happen in our family before we had these agreements um, is that there's just this understanding again the story that oh, I thought she was going to make dinner or I thought I thought he was going to get the kids up or I thought she was going to do laundry. Or I thought she was going to cut the grass or find a landscaper. And then resentment happens. Yeah, resentment happens because you're breaking the agreement I had in my head on who was going to do that. Right. And so you violated this mental agreement that I never spoke out loud. You know, right? Um, That's how a lot of this, you know, so you need to speak the agreements out loud, get on the same page. And then uh, and then it it actually empowers me. There's actually address a less that I have to think about. Because if I know if I have to think about not the 30 things on the list, but the 15 that I take on, my brain cells are more dedicated towards what needs to needs to happen on my plate versus versus her. It actually creates, it creates a lot of peace for me. A hundred percent. I heard this, it's funny you're mentioning that because yesterday I heard about this term unspoken contract uh, when people say, when they're getting resented, resentment towards the other person and then they explode and they said, well, I did... A, B, C, D, E, and you cannot do X, Y, and Z? What it's all about? So that is actually an unspoken agreement that in our head, in the person's head, right? They had that if they did those A, B, C, that somebody else was supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and that n- never happens. One thing that that you, you guys recently introduced me to is the, the four entities which is Liz is an entity on her own and she needs to work on, Liz needs to work on. Same thing with Matt, different 
And then there is a third entity that is the marriage, the relationship between Matt and Liz. And the fourth is the business relationship. And I think many people just put it all in one bucket and then we're all together. We don't even have a separate Facebook account. We're like Madden List as if it is just one and everybody needs to work on, on, on different things. And I've seen it. We've, we've done work together separate. Um, one thing that you said, again, in the air, Liz, is that, and I, it was brilliant to me, you said, when one individual is working on their stuff and the other one is also committed to work on their stuff, automatically the relationship evolved. So the third entity will evolve and, and then you can all synchronize with, with the business as well. But it always, always start with the, the individual. So I wanted to throw the ball to you guys here. Let's, can we break that down a little bit, how that has been working for, for you guys? Matt, you want to start with, with that? Yeah, well, I, and I wrote a few notes down while you were talking, because you really got my wheels turning, actually, just now. And, and by the way, guys, this conversation of working with your spouse is a constantly evolving conversation that Liz and I have out loud, and we've talked about having more like an investor con and potentially a book one day and those kinds of things, right? Um, and so my brain's always thinking about ways to better this conversation. So the four entities, here's something I just wrote down, right? The four entities, as you said, spouse one, spouse two, the relationship, the business, right? I think there should be a spoken agreement, not an assumed agreement each week, a spoken agreement between the spouses about what we're going to do to grow all four of those things. And that might mean Matt's personal growth and Liz creating the space and the support and the reminders maybe that Matt has to do things to make himself a better, stronger person, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever my growth mechanisms are same thing for her right and we needed and we needed to do something that week to build a relationship could be date night we like to read this um we get up for the kids do and read this book called the five love languages uh devotional you know sometimes we're on dates uh sometimes we just snuggle up and watch a show together whatever sometimes we just we'll just sit on the couch with a glass of wine and talk those are my favorite dates is home date with a glass of wine and talk about the world the two of us right um those are really feeding and growing the relationship, right? And then what are we doing to feed and grow the business uh, as well that week? Oh, um, since the roles that you have in that business. Correct. Yeah. Well, what, what, as long as we all four entities are growing and as long as we have agreements, spoken agreements on what each of us are doing to support the growth of those four things, you know, what we're going in a direction that feels good is going to hit our financial goals. It's going to keep us happily married and a great thriving, growing relationship. And it's gonna keep us both thriving and growing people that are in this four, four thing circle as well. Yeah. I love that. That sounds very healthy. I think there's been I a breakdown, but there's the breakdown <laughs> happens when uh, uh, there's needs that aren't being met that aren't being expressed, you know? And so meaning I don't have a day-to-day -day role in our business. Mm -hmm. So if I feel like we've missed one of our monthly meetings, I feel very disconnected. I feel very like, hey, I could really be adding value here and I'm not being tapped. And I feel, I feel useless. I feel not needed and I don't and I don't like that, right? Mm -hmm. That's my story. That's what I interpret. And Matt um, needs something different. He runs the business every day. It's a different, right? It's a different entity. Uh, it's a different relationship, I should say. So I've expressed that. And we had, we continually to talk about that mm -hmm. where it comes across supportive, engaging versus 
We're not no, perfect. Picky. We're not. What I just said sounds awesome and perfect, Andressa, but I can tell you that we don't see perform on that level all the time. It is our aspiration to be on that every week. We're not, we don't give ourselves a 10 out of 10. It actually could be a good little fun thing to rate how we did on yeah. uh, each week. I mean, and there, there are weeks that if I had to rate how Liz and I did on feeding our four entities each week, I'd probably give us a three out of 10. Um, there are other weeks I give us a 10 out of 10, but as Liz said, it's messy. You're on the journey together, man. And it's not something it's, I don't know if the road of marriage is meant to be perfect. I don't think it is. I think it's meant to be a journey that you're constantly holding hands on and figuring out, Hey, let's go left. Let's go right. Whatever you stay together and you constantly course correct and have spoken agreements on these things as you go. Yeah. It's a, it's a commitment, right? So, so Liz and I in the airplane again. Had the, oh, the All good ideas come from the air, right? And, and I was like, that's noble, Liz. She says something that is very noble. She's like, mindful of of, of your needs and, and checking on, on it. And then I was like, that's very noble, Liz, for you to say that. Because I believe that many women, they're so burned out, so tired, overwhelmed, tired, we're tired overwhelmed they're like I I know his needs but I don't even want to ask or or check on 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 him or fulfill those needs because I don't have it I don't have it in me and we have that conversation that it's also not healthy for the relationship when we don't fulfill each other's needs but it starts with the first entity right we have that little chat in the airplane about that it's true, right? And, and it's and it, and I would say just you have to continually know what that other person needs and wants, mm-hmm. needs and wants, and 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 have the space to ask the question and to listen, and then to course correct. If we don't do morning dates, if we don't have time for ourselves just to kind of decompress, I don't really know if I'm meeting his needs because it's so busy, mm-hmm. right? It's so packed, and then it's like you're like two roommates living in an house. And, and and when we stop and pause and we do like a, our reading and we have moments of just calmness is when we can say, how are you doing? You know, what what's working, you know, you know, and what's not. But it's right. You have two minutes with each other between bedtime and dinner. You're not going to ask that question. You're just like, are you putting them down or, or am I? And I got to go do something. So I didn't think about that. Right. About that. Right. So I know it's the both of us. The space is a couple. You have to create the space to have an effective growth of those four entities. That's what I was going to say. I love that. And, I, and I, I know that you guys are listening and the time just passed by and we would love to continue this conversation with, with Medalists. But one thing that I will uh, tell you guys, Medalists are going to be speaking together at InvestorCon on May 18 and 19 in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're going to put a link below over here. So, Madeline, what people can expect from your presentation? So, well, it's a lot of what we just said right now, Andressa, and they, they can't. That doesn't mean that they can't come or they don't have to come because we're gonna go. We're gonna go. There's a lot more. We're gonna go deeper dive. There is a phenomenal exercise Liz and I use called Continue, Start, and Stop. And we don't have time to talk about it now, but if they come to InvestorCon, they will talk about Continue, Start, and Stop. But I think that Continue, Start, and Stop has kept our marriage and our business and our lives pointed in the right direction so many times. Um, and so we're going to get into an evaluation of what spoken agreements the married couples in the room have. Um, and we're going to talk deep dive about where, like just let's reality check because it's fun to talk about where we want to go. 
but it's also even better. You got to know where you're at right now. You got to look yourself in the mirror. So we're mm. going to be going through some exercises and looking ourselves, uh, the audience and ourselves, Liz and I, in the mirror about where we are specifically on the four entities um, uh, that, that we talked about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, so that, right, generational wealth can happen. Yeah. And it happens on your own terms, but it really starts with, you know, the person and it starts with a couple and a partnership. And so what does that look like? And you have to talk about blind spots and 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 certainly how do you get realigned when you're you think you're aligned? And so all of that's going to be weaved through to really create that financial freedom journey and 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 and, and a roadmap, you know. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's all part of creating the financial freedom you want. This is the work that needs to happen. You can't get there without the personal and obviously focusing on the business um, strategic goals, right? To, to yeah. put assets in place, but. That's the te- technical stuff that everyone knows what to do. This is the work that really is the core. And then you can position into assets to buy to get us to our financial freedom goals. That tends to be the easier part in a lot of yeah, ways. The foundation, right? I think that, that those are the foundation. Those are the the written agreements. And I think that once it is around and structured, the conversations are going to come easier because the spouse who are going to have to look into what they're looking for separately and then they come together and that it's uh we are going to offer uh hands-on guidance for all the attendees uh to do that i can take you both enough i love you both and we are we have been in this journey for so many years and i cannot wait to continue doing this next to both of you matt you have been a super supported hubby for Liz and a, a business partner for me behind the scene. Not many people know uh, the the role that you have played behind Investor. So I really want to thank you publicly for, for that, for all the support that you have given Liz and I. Um, can't thank you enough, my friend. You've told me I'm the only male investor. That's right. <laughs> Honorary member, right? Uh, yes, it's an honor, and and I'm I am in awe every day of what you two are building, and it is a, it is an honor to be the support for what for that, and and you know words of wisdom if I can, or you know every here and again if y'all let me show up a little bit show up on a podcast and talking about what it is to be married. You always have great ideas, man. Like, yeah. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. I, I do. I'm an idea machine. Only, yes, only you are. Good. I have lots of them. Only a couple of them are good though. Um, Thank you so much, both. That we can wait to see what are you guys gonna do at InvestorCon, and at InvestorCon we'll have a special surprise for all that. And yes, surprises. more surprises. <laughs> Thanks Thank so you. much for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.